0: Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Amen. In any community you find yourself, we have a battle in the society. And whether we like it or not, we all live in this society. Amen. Now, this is a battle that we cannot fight with sentiments. We can't also fight it with compromised faith. We have to really know who we are. Whatever the fights are, all these are real fights going on in the society. It's our fight together. An attack against a mosque is our fight. Whether you're a Christian or not, it's a fight. Because people have the right to worship. Whatever that attack is, it's to all of us. And we must be a people that understand the call of God upon our life. Which means we can't just live for ourselves. I want to read a scripture in Esther chapter 4, verse 13. And I'm ministering today on access granted, time will tell. In Esther chapter 4, verse 13, the Bible says, Mordecai told Esther, he said, Do not think in your heart." First of all, you can see that Mordecai couldn't talk directly with Esther at this point. Mordecai had to send the message to Esther. Esther couldn't talk directly to Mordecai. I mean, you will have assumed that it shouldn't be a difficult thing. Do you understand? But when things have changed, status has changed, there are certain times that you also have to know how to use that. You must respect changes that God has brought into the lives of the people you raised. Sometimes some people don't recognize that. They say, I was wrong. You get into the office of somebody you raised and you cannot follow their protocol. You will miss it. And if God has used you to bring somebody up, you must know your place in their life. There are so many things to learn in this story, in the book of Esther. Where the issue was going on, Mordecai had no issue, had no problem in following the protocol. Sometimes some people get to some offices, they can't follow protocol. So here Mordecai told them to tell Esther, do not think in your heart, That you will escape in the king's palace. Any more than all other Jews. Mordecai was trying to point out to Esther. You have all the security. All the guards and everybody in place. But don't think you are escaping what's about to happen. Sometimes some of us feel... Because of our education, because of our financial, our economic position, because we are blessed, because we are living in a particular part of the world. Some of us think the school we send our children to, will protect them from some things in the community. This is a word for you. Do not think, even because you put them in a Christian school, that they are completely excused. That they are absorbed from what's going on. Do not think because you have raised them in church. There is a battle on our hand. And Mordecai was telling Esther here, he said, for if you remain completely silent, will arise for the Jews from another place. One of the things that I commend Mordecai for in this story is that even though he was facing a difficult situation, he was still hopeful. He was not thinking it's all over. He was still saying that help will come. He said, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows? Who knows? Whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Who knows? Whether this is the only thing why God has actually raised you. Who knows whether this is why you have come to this place. It's important for us to understand that anywhere you are, whatever God has brought you to do, there must be a reason why God allowed it to be. I'm sorry, Esther chapter 5, verse 1. He said, now it happened on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace. Across from the king's house, where the king sat at the royal throne and his royal house. And it does not make sense. Why will Esther be thinking, I mean, here is death sentence on you and on your entire race and all you can think of is looking good. All you can think of is dressing nice. Why? We're going to find out later. So it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court that she found favor in his sight, And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter. And the king said to her, what do you wish, my queen? In other words, Queen Esther. What's your request? It shall be granted to you up to half of the kingdom. So Esther answered. If it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to the banquet I have prepared for him. You must understand that something in time. The book of Esther was written to such a people who grew up in a land that was not theirs originally. But that place has become home for them. And what's going on in this story is we now have a young lady, probably a teenager, Esther, who has become queen in a foreign land at this point of her life. We could think that, well, maybe I'm not a queen, so this may not really apply to me. But it applies to you, either you are also a person who just recently got married and the marriage is the best thing in your life. Or you've got a baby in your hand and all you have ever wanted is to have this baby. That's like a queen who all her life she just wanted to have a break. She's got a break now. All you wanted is to have a baby, you got a baby now. All you wanted is to have a house, you got a house now. You are a person that just got your major break. That is exactly the position that Esther found herself. It is a position where you are believing that everything in life is working for you. It is a position in life where you can think, well, my job is going well. My children are doing great in school. My family is fine. My, my, my is happening. And when you look at Esther, everything was working for her. And that's the position that many of us get to and we forget that is a life after. Until she had this message coming from her uncle. And that message is, you have something else to do besides what is working for you. I pray that the Lord would enlighten your heart to see what is in this message for you today. Now, as far as Esther is concerned, she's having a time of her life. But when we look at the word time, what really is time? And of what essence is time? The truth is, my friend, time when it is used for this purpose is a friend to all. But when time is abused, it's an enemy. Time is for everybody. Time has no favorites. But when you don't use time well, it's gone. And then you begin to blame that time of your life. That's what happened to Jonah. Jonah had an opportunity that was a call. Jonah missed that time. When Jonah called upon God in the belly of the whale, God had mercy on him again. And then there was a second call, and Jonah was able to respond at that time. My prayer for you today is that you will not waste time. Amen. Who knows whether you have come to the kingdom at such a time like this? In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11, 11 to 12, he says, I returned and I saw under the sun, not the word, Under the sun. The race is not for the swift, Nor the battle to the strong. Nor bread of wise. Nor riches to men of understanding. Nor favor to men of skill. But time and chance. Happen to them all. Time is only relevant under the sun. There was a time that there was no time. And there is coming a time that there will be no time. When a man step out of this body. You step out of time. At that time. You can't do things you should have done in time. Sometimes when you lose your loved ones or pains you most, it's not just the fact that they have gone. It's the things you didn't do in time. That's the most painful part. You knew you could do it. It was nothing for you to do. There are times in your life that all you just needed to do was just to help somebody. But you said, I will do it tomorrow. So you understand, friends, that God gives us time to fulfill purpose. Bible tells us in verse 12, he said, for man also does not know his time. My question to you all and to me, do you really know your time right now? He said, like a fish caught in a quail net, like birds caught in a snare. So the sons of men are snared in an evil time. When you look at Mordecai in this story, Mordecai in fact, his career represents what many parents could liken themselves to. Mordecai was a gatekeeper, yet Mordecai wanted his daughter to be what? To be a queen. Many parents would want the best for their children, give them the best opportunity, send them to the best school, pay heavy school fees, so that their children can become something much better than they can ever dream for themselves. Do you have such parents in the house? They will not be intimidated by whatever you become, because they sent you there. Isn't it funny that some of the children now become queen? And they now think, I don't want to be seen with that man who is a gay man. May God not give you such children. Because with that there are two trousers and there are two jackets. They sent you to school. They did jobs that they come home, their body is smelling. Just so that you will not smell. They ensure that you have the best of the best. So that you can compete with the best of people on earth. So you see, Mordecai was happy to sit at the gate in the cold, in the heat, while you were enjoying in the palace. So this story really sits well with many parents. You see, Mordecai would have fought this fight, if it was his fight. But there comes a time that no matter how much you love your children, because purpose was written into their life before time began. It has to be a fight for them to fight. Now that's the day that your work in their life will prove something. I prayed on such days our children will not fail. Amen. There comes a time in life where though we want to do the fight, but our children will do a better fight. Mordecai was crying. He wanted to go to the king, but he knew this is how far he can go. My dear friend, access. Is in levels. That is a point where my assets can carry me to. And I cannot go any further. And my children will have to be the one to go. They are better prepared to do the fight. And that's what I'm going to show you this morning. When assets granted is not utilized for the purpose. Time becomes the enemy. As for Esther. In this story, everything was working. Very nice. Until... She was asked to go to the king to intercede on behalf of her people. Now, this was a very hard ask. It's like she needed to sacrifice herself. So we must understand the dilemma of Esther at this point. You have achieved all you want to achieve. But now somebody is asking you to do something that might actually take you out. But the uncle said to her that if you remain silent at this time, the God will raise help from another place. If you're going to be a person relevant in time, responding to the challenges of your day, you have to be prepared to release everything, all the things within you for the purpose of your assignment. Because this is what Christ died for. Sometimes you must understand what Paul said, that I became all things to all men, so that I might save all. Without compromising my faith. When you become all things to all men, it does not mean that you now become a sinner, so as to save a sinner. Jesus Christ came to be like man, yet without sin, so as to save us. Let's learn some things from Esther. How did Esther manage to deliver this assignment and was still relevant in her own time? How? Five components of a time purpose. Number one, you must see the bigger picture. See the bigger picture. There is a reason much bigger than whatever it is you are doing. Whatever I called you to do, there is a the bigger picture. Everything that you have got so far, the job you are doing, is only a leverage. It gives you access. But you must now understand what you do with the access, only time will tell. Many Christians are asking, how can I fulfill my purpose? You don't have to be a pastor on the pulpit in church. You are already a minister of the gospel, wherever God calls you to be. What Queen Esther did, no pastor can do it. If I ask you a question, if every church shuts down for two weeks, every single church, every mosque shut down for two weeks, with the city run? Yes. Increase it to one month. Would the city run? Yes. If the firemen strike for one month, would the city feel it? Yes. Would the city collapse? I like the word possibly. You said no. Firemen. Do you know how many houses that will burn? Do you know how many people that will be trapped? If the police shut down for one month, the policeman said 10 seconds. (laughs) What I'm asking you is if the teachers should go on strike for one month, what will happen? Okay, what about nurses? Nurses on strike. What am I trying to show you? Yet, we all agree that if the church is shut down, the city will continue. Why? Because it is through those avenues that God actually expresses his kingdom. It's not just in here. In here, we are recruited, we are trained. Out there, we begin to disperse his fragrance. Are you getting my point now? Now most of us actually fail in the places where we should express the grace of God upon our life. What Kuyesta did, no bishop can do it. So let me show you, there is a bigger picture for your life. So if God has given you a kind of platform and this is going to be happening more and more, young and younger people will find themselves in some kind of position that their parents never saw you'll be starting on a level that will blow your own mind. And when that happens, that does not make you better than the parents who raised you. They are still at the gates. So you don't begin now to be cocky (laughs) and say, Daddy, is that actually your pay? Is that your pay sleep? You're still living in the house. (laughs) You're still living in the house. And here, your paycheck is fatter than theirs. And this is it. Something will not get into your head. (laughs) My parents are poor. (laughs) Really. You are the product of their service. And it's for such a time like this. That they have worked. So until you begin to look at your life and say wow. I'm a sportsman. I'm a teacher. I'm a doctor. I'm a pastor. For a bigger purpose. Somebody say bigger purpose. Friends, until you give your life a meaning, and I mean a consistent meaning, you are not actually living. So wherever you are, your life really begins when you have a bigger picture. Is that clear? So Esther became a queen. She could have thought, oh, look at all these gods for me. But really, her life and the purpose of her life was much bigger than just being a queen. Number two, you must excel in knowledge. You must excel in knowledge, knowledge of the nature of your terrain, knowledge of your subjects, knowledge of your people. You must be a person that actually value knowledge. There's something about the war in our hand, about the fight in our hand. We cannot fight it without knowledge. This is a generation that cannot afford to be ignorant. You must know who or what and how you are meant to fight. The difference between a fruitful access and unfruitful one is knowledge. You must be a person that understands you must know something about the people you are called to. Know the history of the people you are meant to deal with. So if you are in this community, you must know about this system. You must know about this nation. You must know about the profession you are called to. Listen, remember what Jephthah did. When Jephthah was called to come and lead Israel, He wrote a letter to the other side. He said, let me tell you the history of my people. When God called us out. You see, he didn't just fight because even though he was a valiant man in battle. He didn't just say, oh, come on, let's go and show some muzzle. He sent a letter to the other side. Let me tell you about my God. Will your God give you something and you say no? He told them the history. That book has become a study book for diplomats. Because you must understand the history of your people. You cannot win in the battle you are called into without learning the history. Now, whether it's in this system or in any community you are called into, you want to go into a profession, you have not learned about the people who did it before you. How did they survive? What did they fall in? What are the areas that you must avoid? What are the pitfalls? What are the areas where you must actually challenge yourself into? If this person failed in this area, how could I actually avoid that situation? You must excel in knowledge. Some people think, when they look at the story of Esther, they say, well, she didn't know what to say when she got to the king. No. She has done her research. Part of her research was that she knew about the husband she married. That this man loves to be proud of his wife. That was knowledge. So, you know, the Bible says you must dwell with your wife according to knowledge. Equally, some women need to have knowledge about their husband. There are some things you don't bring to me at certain times. Do you understand? That's called knowledge. So after you have knowledge and you don't use knowledge, it only backfires. She has learned what got Vashti out of office. The Vashti did not respect the king. So when it was her turn, if this is going to be my last outing, I must use knowledge well. So this is important. That this king likes to be proud of his bride. So let me go there and look good. Because one thing about this king is to say, come on, see my baby. Her dress code was a communication of her knowledge. Three, communication. I just used the word communication. Communication in this aspect. Queen Esther knew that for 30 days, her husband has not yet called her. She has not spoken. For 30 days. Now, in communication, when you want to fight a battle, Communication is extremely important. Many people do the fasting and the praying, but when it comes to the time of presenting their case, they lose the battle. So you have been praying, you've been fasting. You now say that after you have prayed and fasted, we now need to talk. How you talk will determine whether the conversation will go forward. I don't know whether that has happened in your own house before. Or well, my wife sometimes will fast and pray, so now let's talk. We have to know how to talk. Amen. Communication is important. In this communication, the woman knew that my husband has not seen me for 30 days. And I want to please understand this is a marital setting. Even though there is a burning issue on our heart, but she didn't know what's in his heart. If it was not an important issue, she wouldn't raise it to us. That my husband has not seen me for 30 days. If that was normal, it would not be an issue. So in communicating, she had to use a language that was necessary for the moment. My friend, when it comes to actually fighting in this setting, there is a way that you must understand that future leaders you have more work to do. There is a way you will communicate much better than the Mordecais of this world. There are places where you will go to, you will communicate at a level that they cannot question you because you are meeting them above their own grade. So... When we're talking about fighting the issues of our society, if you should keep silent at this time, my dear friends, some of you should be talking much more than you are talking. You spend your time on Instagram instead of spending your time on fighting real issues and communicate it in a way that nobody can question your authority. When the queen got to the king, she just said, Oh my Lord, I just wish the king would come to my house. You know, if you were Mordecai watching her, you want to slap her face. <laughs> Look at the person who said you should go and represent us. Talking about food and dinner. She has not delivered. That is how we modekais feel. You want your children to do something immediately, and they're like, That I got this one. You haven't got nothing. Act now. I want action now. So communication is extremely important. It is extremely important. You see yourself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Number four, sensitivity. Sensitivity is a crucial key. Actually, it's a component of time purpose. Sensitivity. Many people lose their battles because they're not sensitive to the person they need to deal with. So eager. I want to prove a point. You're not sensitive. If you're a man that has not seen your wife for 30 days and... She's coming to deal with a matter which has to do with your judgment. Remember, it was a king that actually allowed the decree to go. And the first thing she's saying to you is that, ah, this is not going to happen. You can't kill my people. You have killed me too. <laughs> but the woman is showing us how to win this battle. Sensitivity. What do I mean by that? She dressed well, and I must talk about the dress thing. The dress code was a language. She ensured that she did everything, so if you want to get anything out of a relationship, give more than you are taking. She dressed more in a way that the husband would feel proud. She wasn't dressed in a provocative way, no. She dressed well so that the man would say, Wow, my queen, tell me what do you want And then she did the next thing. She said, I have cooked a banquet. This woman has not asked for anything. All she's asking is, I want to give you more. So, you are thinking she was shy. No. She was using her God-given wisdom. She knows the right time to press in. So, sensitivity is the reason why many of us lose the battle, particularly in this society. When we talk in a place of work, how do we talk amongst our friends, our colleagues? We have a point to prove, but we're not sensitive in presenting it. You know something I can't take in this team? I can't take. When people try to cheat me, I'm not a fool. Everything is, I can't take you, are not a fool. You already lost the battle. You're a good worker. Very hardworking person. But you have to be sensitive to the environment where you are speaking. Be sensitive that though you have a case, how you present your case is equally important. Because you can lose everything because you didn't present it well. And I feel sorry when I see many of our folks losing battles because we didn't present it well. You go into an office even though you are there to fight, greet them. Hi, everybody. Good morning. How are you doing? <laughs> this is important. You could tell when she saw the golden scepter, she approached the golden scepter with a smile and grace. Carry grace with you. Carry grace with you. Have genuine interest in your purpose. Genuine interest. If you're not genuinely interested in what you are on about, you will easily be distracted. Everything will be thrown at you to forget your purpose. Everything. In business, you will be offered things that will make you to lose your integrity. In ministry, all kinds of things will happen to you until you are truly committed to why you are doing what you are doing. This woman, she was genuinely interested. She had a concern for what she was called to. My friend, if your access has been granted, the way time will tell is when you are truly committed. I want to speak to our young people in the house. If you're already taking a stand for kind of things, a stand for morality, a stand for Jesus, a stand for whatever, take that stand no matter what is thrown at you. Take a stand. Know in whom you have believed. Believe him unto the saving of the soul. Say to yourself, if everybody fails, Lord, you will still find me as a remnant. Do we have such remnants in the house? Esther the queen, she was offered half of the kingdom. She didn't even take it. I want to show you the amazing part in her request. Please permit me to read this verse. It's chapter 7, chapter 7, verse 3. The queen Esther answered and said, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. For we have been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed. First of all, notice something there. She's not putting herself outside the people to be destroyed. So you cannot intercede for a people you don't identify with. Verse 4. For we have been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. Had we been sold as male and female slaves... oh. I will have held my tongue. Now watch that. That is advanced diplomacy. If it's just that they sold us, I won't even bother you. Oh, I won't trouble you, my Lord. I want to show you something this woman did. It's a lesson for every wife and for every soon-to-be wife. If we are been sold as male and female slaves, I would have held my tongue. You know that's not true. Although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss. Did you see what she did? Yeah. She weaved it around. That, my Lord, if they sell me a slave, I won't mind. But my Lord will lose. And the people who sold me cannot compensate. So the king told her, hey, true. I will lose if they take my wife. Do you understand that now? You must learn a way in your writings, in your fighting in this society. Let it be. It's going to be our loss, not my loss. No matter what you are fighting, learn not to be i and fighting for me and my people. You've got to find a way to make it our fight, our future, our children, our society. When this becomes our language, then we are on the way. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and bless your name. We appreciate you because you're a good God. You have granted us access in such a time like this. And we as the people, we know, as we go into the world, into various places, this week, Daddy, we're asking you for grace, that each one of us will take on the challenge that is thrown to us. Lord, we will understand, Lord, that we are a people to stand sure, to stand tall. We are a people that you have called... At this time, we will not run from our responsibility. And when we do, we thank you because your backing is with us. You have gone ahead of us. Your glory indeed is our real God. Thank you, Father. Lord be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised, in today's message, please do call us on plus four four two 208 597 or you visit our website www.hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you. Till we meet again, God bless.